This is episode number 78, and today I'll explain my biggest takeaway from my interview with Michael Burns. Welcome to the Practical Christian Podcast. My name is Travis Albritton, your friendly neighborhood Bible teacher, and every day we'll dive into the tips, tricks, and hacks that you can implement in your daily life to become a more effective Christian. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let's jump in to your daily dose of Practical Christian training. If you did not listen to the interview I did with Michael yesterday, you are missing out. It was an incredible uh, opportunity to talk about race-related issues in our culture, in our communities, and in our churches, and specifically about how to have constructive dialogue, about how to empathize with each other, learn how to uh, you know see it as an opportunity for growth and unity. But there was one thing in particular that really stuck with me, and that's what I want to highlight in today's episode. And it was a response to a question where I asked Michael, what should you do if you are feeling really strongly about something that's happening in the world and you don't see uh, the people around you showing much empathy, that, that you know they might even dis- be dismissive of how you're feeling about what's going on. And, and I don't want to take any more airtime up because... What he says is just so incredible. So I give you, from my interview yesterday, Michael Burns. Uh, I want to flip it to the other side. So like, let's say that you uh, are you know, a minority, identify as a minority, and you're feeling all of these things. You're feeling this injustice. You're feeling like really strongly about whatever's going on, and you see apathy around you with hmm. the brothers and sisters that you care about and your close relationships. And, and you want to talk about these things because they're weighing on you so heavily, but it doesn't, there never seems to be like an opportune moment to kind of let the cat out of the bag and, and let people know this is how you're feeling because you don't want to scare away your friendships. Right. So, so how can you be honest with how you're feeling but but do it in in a in a way that's you know productive for the relationship and not just again getting yeah. stuff off of your chest. Yeah, that's a good question. It's a great question. It's and it, it's so difficult. I'm not going to lie. It's it's a challenge um, because you know we feel these things deeply and people have been hurt and you know I I, I get it and you can you can even understand the the shock of the first century when they start bringing Gentiles into the church and then saying, Hey, you can eat whatever you want. And some of these Jewish Christians had had family members who had died for the right to not eat, you know, meat sacrificed idols and stuff. And now you're just saying it's okay. And, and so, you know, it was, it was a real challenge. Um, and, you know, I think of Jesus when he comes into the temple in his last week, and, and this is in Matthew 22, and they come to him and say, hey, should we pay taxes to Caesar or not? Well, this is a loaded political question. It's a hot-button issue. What are you going to side with? Are you going to take the side of your country or your people? Are you going to stand up for patriotism or against injustice? Pick a side. And there's no way that Jesus can answer that correctly. Whichever answer he gives, it's going to be an issue. But what he does that's so amazing is he he asks for a coin with Caesar's image on it. And he says, whose image is on this? And, of course, they say Caesar. 
And he then appeals to a, a very strong Jewish understanding going all the way back to Genesis 1 that God made human beings in his image with the image of God imprinted on us. And, and what that really meant was we were made to do God's will. That's what we are. We are vessels of God's will. And, and so he's appealing to that and saying, you know, if this coin, if Caesar's put his images on this coin, if that's what he wants, if that's important, let him have it. But whose image is on you? God's image is imprinted on you and God wants you. And so in that, he's sort of blown up the question because he stood up to the power of the state and the oppression and the patriotism and the dominance and all that. And he's stood up against injustice, but he's also challenged those people and said, both of you, what you really need is to be restored to the image of God. And that can only be found in Jesus Christ. And so he's, he's not really taking sides. He, in one sense, he's taking both sides. And in another sense, he's standing up against both sides. But again, it's that kingdom answer. It's, it's very hard to put in human terms because it's so countercultural and different. And so I think that we can get very caught up in patriotism, some of us, and some of us get very caught up in, but we've got to challenge injustice and deal with these things and wrongs have been done and we want people to understand, but that's not the way of the kingdom. The kingdom confronts injustice, but with a power under, not a power over, with a self-sacrifice rather than a, now I want you to feel the hurt of what you've done. The cross is all about self-sacrifice, and the cross is not fair. And that's what I try to remind people of, is if you want fairness, you need to go somewhere else, because Christianity is not the place for you. It's not. This is a place where, you know, a a criminal on the cross can be forgiven in a moment, you know, where somebody who has fought against God and, and tried to stamp out his church can now become a leader in his church. Uh, so it's not about fairness. It's about restoration to God's image. And we have to keep that, uh, I think, really firmly in mind. And one of the one of the things I think that as people, you know, you, you hear this term um, woke a lot. People are they become woke, you know, and I think it's a good term. It just means you're aware of sort of the culture and race and all those issues. And, you know, what's going on in society. But I feel like sometimes in the name of being woke, we can resort to very worldly responses then. And I'm going to stick it to the people in charge. I'm going to make them feel it. You know, I'm going to, uh, and we almost, it's almost a hate that comes out. And I get it on a very personal level. When all the Charlottesville stuff happened, I was in, uh, my wife and I were coming back from a trip and we were in Paris and uh, the only channel we could get in Paris and at the hotel was CNN. So all weekend we're stuck watching coverage of Charlottesville and all that happened in the aftermath of that. And I started to find myself cheering on these news stations and CNN and all these you know different people that were coming on uh, as they kind of just started piling on vitriol and hatred towards these white supremacists. And I was like, yeah, they deserve it, man. They're, they don't like my family. They don't like anything I stand for or preach. Stick it to them. And 
And, you know, at this point, Travis, I've, I've, I've written a book on the Sermon on the Mount, and I'm loving your enemies. <laughs> and here I am, like, you know, in this hotel room, like, yeah. And so I'm, uh, one morning I'm out for a run, and I feel like God just came to me, man, and he was like, dude, who's going to love the white supremacists? And I was like, oh, no, not me. And really started to put, you know, Matthew 5, love your enemies on my heart. And I came back to the hotel room and I told my wife, I said, I feel like God's called me to love white supremacists. And she was like, wait, what? (laughs) And I said, you know, no, 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 no. I, I don't know exactly what it means. But to make a long story short, I think what God was doing was really challenging me that we can we can really start to hate, but call it justice. Mm. And so that's that's not the kingdom. And so um, the kingdom calls us to very different responses. It calls us to to love our enemies, not ignore what they're doing, not okay, but to love them and and to to challenge them, but also challenge ourselves. And so I, I would just encourage people: be woke, be aware, learn these things, but don't lose sight of the kingdom. Because when you do, you start to spread something else rather than the kingdom. And and Jesus stood up against injustice. You know, he even said in Luke four, Hey, the, the gospel is good news for the prisoner and it's good news for the poor, but I didn't see Jesus enacting any jailbreaks. You know, he wasn't, he was bringing them the kingdom and I'm not just spiritualizing it because it does tear those things down, but in a different sort of way. So there are two things that I really wanted to hammer home out of this section of the interview, things that I want to take with me and incorporate moving forward. Uh, One was the, you know, just thinking about the idea of how the kingdom of God and Jesus was much more concerned with exhibiting power under versus power over. That instead of trying to be authoritative and and make my will known and, and, and force others to comply, that it's much more about sacrifice. It's about serving. It's about deferment. It's about Asking why and considering others' needs to be more important than my own. Just such a countercultural approach to these kinds of questions and these kinds of issues. And, and really at the heart of it, you know, denying myself for the sake of others. Being willing to, to, to not have a fair stake in the outcome of a conversation or to feel injustice without retribution. And that the kingdom of God is so much bigger than all of these things that, that we encounter on a daily basis. And I mean, this whole interview was incredible. It was probably the most important interview that we've had on the podcast and probably for some time to come, just with everything that's going on specifically in the United States right now and really all over the world. So if you haven't yet listened to it, I encourage you to go back. It is so worth your time. Well, that is it for today. Make sure to smash that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Leave a review and Apple Podcasts and head on over to the Facebook group to let me know what you want to hear in future episodes. Every day is an opportunity to grow closer to God and make a positive impact on the people around you. Take action with what you've learned and help make the world a little more like heaven. I'm Travis Albritton, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.